This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, December 8, 2020. And of course, we're in December, uh, last day of the month, uh, the last day of the year, last month of the year. I'll get it right. Just give me a break. The last month of the year. And uh, we've had not a terrible year. I mean, as far as the stock market is concerned, I mean, it's right near its highs before the fall for the Dow and the S&P. NASDAQ is above that. So it hasn't been a terrible year, but it's been a, certainly a volatile year. And I think that uh, I think next year will calm down. I think we'll have an up year, up year next year. Um, I don't know how up, but I think it'll be more than ten percent, less than twenty. I think I'll be in that range somewhere. And I can tell you why. I, I know the market's overvalued. That's not the issue. There are parts of the market that are undervalued. The overvalued part is is uh, in the tech. We all know that. Been that way for some time. But we, but there's reasons why we've gone over them before, and I'll go over them again just to make sure you all understand what's driving this market. Okay, what is driving it? What drives all markets? Cash, money, money drives market. The more money in the system, the more more the market is driven up. Simple as that. But you got to be prepared for the continuing volatility, and you got to learn how to deal with it, how to protect your assets, how to. How do uh, what do you buy to guard against volatility? There are things you can that go in the opposite direction of the stock market. We dealt, we've got, we dealt with that. We'll talk about it some more, too. I'm sure I will. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I will do my best and provide you unbiased answers to your financial question. Anything financial, your financial investment questions. Even insurance. I can talk about insurance. I was in the insurance business for nine years. That was long ago, but I still retain that knowledge. So if you want to talk about anything financial, we can discuss it. But you got to call. This is a live show. The number is 888-99-CHART. You can call right now, 888-992-4278. Well, the market was up today, up, uh, Dow up 104 points, the NASDAQ up 63, and the S&P up 10. So up today, nothing major, but up. Always good news. We're going in, you know, we're in the last month of the year. So generally, you know, the last three months of the year and the first three months of the new year are good months. Generally, the middle six months are not. I have a feeling that's going to be true next year, by the way. I think the first part of next year is going to look pretty good. Why do I say that? I'm sure you a couple of you out there know why, but why would I say that? Anyways, um, so we're ready to, for your calls. We're, the lines are now open, 888-99-CHART. So let's go ahead and get right to the first call. Hi, my name is Matt, and I would like to know more about Canadian Solar, CSIQ. I'm looking into this for a long-term strategy. I don't have a any solar stock, and it seems really good. The financial balance sheet is good. So I wanted to see your opinion. Uh, that can help to decide my investment on this. Thank you. Bye. 
CSIQ, Canadian Solar Inc., Canadian manufacturer of Ignite Wafer Solar Cell Solar Modules and other solar applications. It's a $2.3 billion company. It's a $39.96 stock, so $40. A $40 stock is going to make $2.16 next year. So what does that tell you the P.E. is based on next year's earnings? All right, what does it tell you? Okay, well, if it's a $2 earning, it's a 20 P.E., but it's $2.16. So it's a little bit below 20 P, maybe 18 P.E. or so. And uh, was it growing? Well, last quarter it grew 20%. The quarter before that, it shrank 33%. The quarter before that, it grew 70%. These are sales. Earnings this year are going to be down 21%, but then rebound next year to $2.16, which was what it made in 2019. But its really best year was 2018, where it made $3.28. So the stock is $39. We're going to make $2.16. I think I think that's about I think that's a fair price. I don't think it's worth any more than that. I think it's probably worth less than that. So I'm not keen on this stock because it's just as expensive. That's not because I don't like the sector. It's just because I think this one is kind of expensive. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and there's no denying it. Winter is upon us. It, is, it won't be officially here till the 21st of December, but a lot of places it's pretty darn cold. So some people like winters. Especially snow people. People who like snow, playing in the snow, skiing in the snow. But it's no fun to live in the snow, in my personal opinion. There's a lot of work involved. Holiday season has already begun. Christmas season is approaching. So we'll see how that's going to come for the retailers, how that's going to turn out for the retailers. So give us a call. We'll talk about how to earn your own financial freedom. It always is a goal that you should strive for. We should talk about it. Your participation is important to the show. We are taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. My focus point today, Wall Street firm Goldman Sachs, which are supposed to be the smartest people on the street. But you know what I mean? I don't know if I agree with that. But they seem to think they're pretty smart. Wall Street firm Goldman Sachs expects the S&P 500 to rise 16% by the end of 2021. That's next year. Now, why do they expect that? Well, several number of things. But they specifically talked about uh, uh, the uh, investors rotating out of cash into stocks. And there's a bunch of cash in money markets. And you can't make any money in those. Now, I'll elaborate on that theme. What about bonds? You can't, you know, bond yields are very low, so that's going to push people to buy stocks with better yields. And, of course, we're not going to be worrying about COVID middle of next year, are we? With the vaccine out, we're not going to be worrying about it. Stock market's already turning away from it as a worry. 
Um, and let's see, one other thing. The government is going to spend big bucks. So those, those line up. It's like lining up to push the stock market. But I don't think you should expect no volatility next year. I think we're going to still have some volatility. We'll see how much. It just, it's just hard to know. Let me spend a minute talking about uh, the unique services we offer at KPP Financial, my firm. Uh, so, Justin and Klein and I operate KPP Financial based in Irvine, California. We are dedicated to a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And this is a very good for our listeners and any of our clients because we, we practice parallel investing. So, if I do poorly for my clients, I'm doing poorly for myself because I'm buying the exact same thing for them as I am for myself. Believe me, I do not like doing poorly. Do not like it a lot. So I encourage you to take encourage you to take advantage of our offer. We can you know a free portfolio review estimate. There's no pressure. You know we can do a telephone, Skype, Jive meetings, whatever way you want to do it. You can send us a message through investtalk.com, or you can call KPP Financial offices uh, in Irvine, California. And again, there's no obligation here. There never is. So we just want to help you if we can. If we can be your money manager, your financial advisor, we'd love to do that. But if not, that's okay. We're still going to help you. Okay, we got a good pace going. My phone lines are open, but not. But now let me go straight to one of our Investor Voice Bank questions. We have a lot of them that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. I just started checking out your podcast, and I've been really enjoying the content. Nonetheless, I'm 22, about to turn 23, and I just had a quick question about investing since I just started working full-time. I plan to utilize my company's 401k match and make my own contributions to like a general retirement fund. However, my question was more for like personal investing and what would make the most sense to kind of fight off inflation for money that's just sitting in a checking account I have right now. Thank you very much, and uh, I look forward to hearing back. Thank you. Now, if this is like emergency money sitting on the sidelines or money you have set aside for some specific um, purchase, you don't expose that to the stock market. It's too dangerous. Uh, and I know you're not making any money on that money. I know that. But at 22, you want to be pretty aggressive in the market. You know, 22, you've got a lifetime. And yeah, the market's going to fall 50% at some point in your life. It will definitely fall that much sometime in your life. But what you do is you buy more when it happens. Don't run from the market. Don't be scared of it. But if you're just sitting on the sideline with cash and you don't want to expose it to the stock market because you have a specific purpose for it, there's not a lot of things you can do to make money. Yep, it's just not because the Federal Reserve has made sure you can't make money on your money markets or your CDs or even, even in the bonds. Yeah, so... It's difficult. I, I do think that's one of the reasons why the market will drive higher. I really think that's true. Okay. Let's dig into our focus point today. Wall Street firm Goldman Sachs expects the S&P 500 to rise by 16% by 2021 next year. Well, I don't know if it would be 20, you know, 16%. I, as I said in opening, between 10 and 20% would be logical. It could go a lot higher and it could go down. It doesn't have to have a return. But odds are good. Odds are pretty good. Uh, one of the reasons Goldman Sachs quoted is investors' allocation of stocks is stretched to near historic levels, which could lead to a minor 1% to 2% decline in stocks in the short run. 
That's what they think. So shortly, they think there's going to be a pullback. I don't, I'm not convinced of that. The market's doing pretty well. Uh, it could, but we're right in the December. It's, kind of, it's not usually doing that. And the medium to long term, they say that investors um, are going to be buying stocks and driving the market higher. And they say it's due to heightened money market fund balances. The Goldman Sachs sees a lot of cash that will fuel the market sitting on the sides. And with cash yields near zero, bonds offering little yield, they expect investors to rotate the cash and bonds into stocks. That's what they expect. They didn't mention, uh, you know, as one of their points, and I think they should, about COVID uh, not being a problem and the federal government spending more money, having another spending package coming out. I think that's going to be pretty significant in the long run. So even though the markets run up, I think you're going to see a rotation into more dividend-paying stocks, more value stocks, because the people sitting on the sideline with that cash, they're sitting on the sideline because they're scared of the market. So they're going to try to, if they come, when they do start to trickle into the market, they'll want to trickle into the what they perceive as safer positions. Whether that term safer is true or not, um, I'm not buying that necessarily. Okay. 888-99-CHART is my number. 888-992-4278. I want to talk about Tesla today. You see what they did? I also want to talk about uh, risks to the market. What risks we have. Not just all the good side, but what about the bad side? And Goldman Sachs also um, picked two electric vehicles for next year. I'll, I'll go over both of them. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I always welcome caller questions during the live program and web stream. But I also encourage Invest Talk listeners to use our 24-hour listener line to leave their questions, our financial investment questions. Okay, leave it there. We'll play. We'll play. We'll get to them. We call the so go ahead and call the voicemail after hours. You can still get it. Okay, be part of the show. We're heading into a break now, but you know the number: eight 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 ninety nine chart. What are value stocks? What makes them different than growth stocks? Or what's your question? Why not ask it right now? 888-99-CHART on InvestTalk. What a difference a year makes. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, this is Carl from Atlanta, Georgia. Looking to go into uh, Nova Gold Resources, NG. Looks like it's headed down. I was wondering what a good buy point is. Setting at 1023 right now. I'm waiting for it to go down maybe a little bit further before I purchase. What do you think? Thanks. Well, my first question is, why are you buying something, a company that has never made money ever? Been around many years, never made money, lost money every year. I don't, I, I, I see no reason why I own Nova Gold Resources. It's a Canadian company engaged in exploration and development of, of uh, mineral properties in Alaska and British Columbia. Okay, well they don't make any money. Okay, they're spending money, but they're not making it. So I'm not sure why you would want to own this company. Uh, it's 
They got some debt. They don't make money. They have a negative 10% a share cash flow. And that, yet, it's a $3.4 billion company. Makes no sense to me. It would be worth that kind of money. But if you're looking at a chart, you're looking for a buy point, well, the, the, the 200-day moving average is $9.88, and right now it's at $10.50. So that seems to be a pretty strong uh, holding place. Now, it's gone up in the last couple of days, uh, but, again, I, I would we, I, we own gold comp stocks in our, many of our managed accounts, but I'm not big on companies that don't make money. It's too, it's too risky. I mean, I'm not against taking risks, but I want to make sure my risks are, you know, small and manageable. 888-99-CHART. Okay, Tesla, our favorite EV uh, electric vehicle car maker, right, has filed to issue $5 billion in stock. Okay, billion with a B. So... Just so you know, if you own Tesla, they plan on diluting your shares. Now, in and of itself, that's not a bad thing. It depends on what they're going to do with the shares, Is it going to, uh, with the money. If they do that, what are they going to do with the money? The reason why they're doing shares as opposed to borrowing money, their stock is so, so expensive. So why not sell shares of stock because their stock is so much to get, if they need more money to keep expanding? And that would be the only reason why they would do that. Meanwhile, they already are pretty heavily in debt. Now, they're going to make $2 this year. They made $0.04 cents last year. And next year, they're supposed to make $3.69 per share. So the profits and their sales have been strong one quarter, weak the next, strong another quarter, weak the next. So, but overall, pretty strong sales. My biggest concern of Tesla is competition coming. But, you know, when they're issuing $5 billion, that doesn't sound like a lot when you're talking about a market capitalization of $616 million, a billion, $616 billion size company. But I just don't like people being diluted. Let's go to Wesley in Stockton. How you doing, Wesley? Doing great, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. And thank you for everything you. that you do for us uh, retail investors out there. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, I'm calling be- yeah, I'm calling because um, I'm interested in Lithium Motors, ticker symbol LAD. Uh, it's a okay. play similar to Vroom and Carvana, but um, this one makes mm-hmm. money, and I was wondering what you think. Yeah, this one makes money. It's always made money for years and years and years. So... It operates 188 car dealerships in 20 states, offering 30 brands of new and used cars and light trucks. Lithia Motors, symbol LAD. They make a ton of money. Okay, in 2018, they made $9.96 a share. Now, every year they've gone up. Every year. Okay, that was 2018. 2019, $11.76 a share. 2020, this year. $17.91, and next year, $19.60 a share. That is very steady growth, very remarkable. Uh, sales will grow nine, had grown 9% in the most recent quarter. Before that, it had a couple of slow quarters because of COVID, okay? But they're rebounding, and their stock is a $291 stock. So based on next year's uh, uh, earnings, 
that PE is right around 15, 16. And that means for its, for its stock, that's about what the value of the stock market normally is. And their range is 5 to 20 PE range. So they're a little bit higher on that PE range. So you might want to wait for a pullback. They pull back every so often. And that pullback should be, i probably wait for about a $30 pullback to the 260 area. And that would be a much better pie because it's doing, doing I mean, a year ago it was at 100, 160 and it was low as 60-something, $65 in the uh, correction. So just wait, Wesley. I think it's a good company, strong company, but I wait for pullback. Okay, there are many paths to financial freedom, everybody, but almost every path requires people to have income earnings from a job. So as we go to break, here is my trivia question. Can you name three high-paying careers today? And for perspective, what do you suppose was the starting salary for the FBI Special Agent in 1942? FBI Special Agent. During the early days of World War II. What amount did they pay? You'll be amazed. I'll have the answer after the break, but for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage your investment questions, 888-99-SHART. Now is a good time to call Talk. I had a question on my 401k. We're here for you. What's your question? 888-99-CHART is how to reach Steve right now on Talk. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use. 
and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com, HackerOne.com. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. Of course, I gave you a trivia question before the half-hour half break. And uh, the question was, name three of the highest-paying career jobs today. And for perspective, what do you suppose the starting salary for an FBI special agent in 1942? in the early days of World War II, how much do they get paid? Now, according to the U.S. News and World Report, here are some of the highest paying jobs in 2020. Top three, anesthesiologist is number one, $267,000 a year. Number two, surgeon, $255,000. Number three, oral or maxillofacial surgeon, $242,000. Matter of fact, the top 11 jobs are all in health care. Now, the 12th job, the 12th job is petroleum engineer with a mean salary of $156,370 per year. Okay. Okay, so what is the supposed was the starting salary for the FBI special agent in 1942? What do you think that was? So in the 76 years since 1942, an FBI agent salary has been increased by a factor of 22.7. I think it's worth mentioning that that. Yesterday, December 7th, was the 79th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. That That was an event that dragged the U.S. into World War II. Anyway, so how much? How much? $3,200 a year, FBI special agent. $3,200 a year in 1942. Okay, let's talk to Emilios in San Francisco. Emilios? How are you, sir? I'm alive and well, thank you. Uh, uh, good. Yeah, me too. That's the most <laughs> important thing. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, uh, uh, you know, we've talked about industries that are beat up uh, down and uh, thinking about CF industries for fertilizer. Yeah, that's one we like. That's one of the ones I like a lot, actually. Uh, CF industry holdings, manufact the fertilizer industry is what we're talking about. Manufactures nitrogen fertilizers, including urea, ammonia, nitrate. Uh, you know, just in North America. So it's a fertilizer company, farming. So I kind of like this area because I like commodities, and this supports commodities. And of course, you know, sales have been very weak for the last year or so. Um, but it is, you know, it's a what is it, $8.2 billion company. They're going to make $1.30 next year to $38 stock. So it's not cheap, Emilios. It's not cheap. But I, the, I, I do like the industry. I think it's a good, strong industry. And when they were in their heyday, they were making 3 and $4 a share. Yeah. 
That means the PE, if they go back to that, is around 10. Well, that would be pretty amazing. So I think I think you're going to see a recovering earnings story and a recovering sales story if we just get past this COVID thing. So I, I kind of like the area. I'm not, I'd have to look at the other ones in this, this industry before I would decide on this one, though. So check out the competitors and see what they, they, they do. Mosaic, Nutrin is one I really like, NTR, by the way. And when I say I really like it, that's on our list to buy. Okay? So that, that's, you know, I do like this space. Thanks, Emilios. And by the way, we, uh, we uh, one other trivia fact for you, the starting salary for an FBI special aid today is $72,800. So 1942 was 3200 now it's $72,800. But not a bad job, really, I think. 888-99 chart. So Tesla announced that they're going to dilute the shares by issuing $5 billion worth of stock. Just so you know, you're going to get diluted. And I think that whenever they need money, if the stock price stays so high, they'll probably continue to do it because it's, it's really the smart thing to do. It really is. You know, if your stock price is very low, you don't want to issue new shares. You want to borrow the money because the stock is too low. But when it's really, really high, like now, issuing shares and, and, and bolstering your balance sheet and getting ready to build more factories, yeah, that's a smart way to do it. Okay, so what are the risks to the market? I mentioned at the top of the show what the benefits could be for next year. Well, what about the risks? I mean, experts are saying we're going to see the S&P 500 around 4,000, 4,100. That's what many experts, that's about 10, 11%. And, of course, Goldman Sachs is saying, you know, more than that. Now, by the way, 10, 11%, that put the P.E. ratio if the S&P earns the estimated number of $205 per share, that puts P.E. ratio around 20. It's not a cheap stock market. It's not. What uh, what might see the biggest spending? You know, you know whenever you're looking for ideas, uh, I, I always think, well, what if people have been trapped in their houses? They're trapped in their houses now, right? What are they dying to do? Get out going on a vacation, taking a trip. Now, what are the risks to the market? The risk, see here, is that everybody, too many people, might be thinking the market's going to go up. When you get everybody on the same side of the trade, there's no one on the other side, the market usually goes in the opposite direction. And remember, we know that the vaccine's out or coming out real short, and it's going to be spread, and all of a sudden the COVID numbers are going to fall. We kind of know that. And we also know that the federal federal government is going to probably come up with another big spending package, right? Well, knowing that, isn't that mostly built into the market? So maybe the market won't rally as much as we think. That's the risk. Everybody getting on the one side of the trade, the buy side of the trade. That's a that's a that's a contrarian indicator, meaning the market's probably going to go down. So I'm just I'm just saying that we're going to see some volatility next year because of this problem. I still think the market will be up for the year, but I wouldn't be surprised to have a big downstroke sometime, sometime during the year. Now, as I told you, the caller questions come in day and night on 888-99-CHART, 888-99-CHART. So let's take another question now. 
Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Joe. Just giving you a call because I had a question about your money management services, and I'm just wondering how much money do you think we should have in our portfolio before it makes sense to hire a money manager such as yourselves? I don't have a ton right now. I just have about $3,000, but um, I really like you guys, and I've been listening to your show for a couple of years, and I would really like to have you manage my money or at least somebody that is similar to the things you guys do, but I don't know if it makes sense with such a small portfolio. So when would you suggest doing that? Thank you, and I'll listen for your answer on the podcast. Well, we have a minimum of $100,000, okay? And you know, the actual to read on our website, the minimum is 150, but I'll take as low as 100. Um, if you buy, if you find a money manager that takes really small amounts, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, I would be wary of them. I would that would worry me. Because they can't make any money at that small level. They, you know, or they have to charge you so much that you you can't make any money at that level. While they're managing it, because you're paying it all the fees, so be very careful. You gotta have a significant amount. Don't don't worry about it though. You can manage your own money. You can buy index funds and build that money up. So and that's how that's how you do it. Then when it becomes significant enough, you know, not, my my goal is a hundred thousand or more. Then you can start thinking about hiring somebody to help manage it for you. Okay, appreciate the call. Thank you. Now, uh, you are listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to explore the financial investment information on our website, investtalk.com, if you would. You can learn, learn about all the various programs we have. We have about five of them. One of them is called the Dynamic Growth Program. That is a stock program that's a little bit different than the, the other stock program, which is Discipline Equity, in that the Dynamic Growth will actually short stocks, short them. You know what shorting is? Anyways, in other words, if the market goes down, it will go up, and the shorts will go up if the market goes down. It's not, I can get more detail if you want. So if you're serious about achieving financial freedom, you'll want to reach out. we got a number of programs that fit everybody. We have you know, conservative to very aggressive type of accounts. It's up to you. So you can call Justin Klein or myself on KPP Financial in Irvine, California. Go or go to investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. You can get your free Invest Talk podcast downloads anytime at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or investtalk.com. I am a big fan of your podcast, and I just got started with it. Be sure to tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk and encourage them to listen, rate, and review. The Anytime Listener lines never close. Steve and Justin are waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Josh calling from New York, first-time caller. I have 6 k to put away into a Roth IRA through a Vanguard. I'm looking to get a little bit more exposure to the value stocks, and I'm looking at VBR, Vanguard Small Cap Value ETF, versus VTV, the Vanguard Value ETF. I was wondering if you preferred one over the other. Maybe I should put 3K in both. I'm just looking for your thoughts on these. Thank you. Okay, a VTV, Victor Thomas Victor. It's an ETF seeks to track the performance of the U.S. large cap value index, okay? And the other one is the small cap, VBR, 
small cap index, value index. So I would do both. You want exposure to both those those areas of the market. So I'd split it. Split it. 3,000 each, 3,000 each. And I think you should be on the value side of the market. I think you'll find more values in uh, large companies than in small companies right now. Many of the small companies that have, you know, they're, they're usually small for a reason. They're usually fast-growing, new kind of companies. And fast-growing, new kind of companies tend to have, don't have value. They tend to be high-priced. So it would be very difficult to get value uh, small companies. But that's what, that's what VBR is supposed to do. I look at the holdings and see what they hold myself before I invest and determine that to make sure those are value stocks. Remember that your brain, you know, when you look at value stocks and you're looking at a small company, it might be a little different than looking at a large company in value stocks because of the growth prospects of the small company. Big stocks don't have those kind of growth prospects. So you might pay up a little more, even though it's value, in small cap stocks, you might have a higher PE, you might have a higher price acceleration because they're growing so fast. So still, for their growth, still have a good value. You could. You kind of kind of change. You got to be flexible in your thinking. One thing, if you're going to be in the stock market, one thing you really have to have to work on. Don't let fear or greed control your decisions and be flexible. Be flexible. Don't be... Uh, I'm only going to buy this and that's it. you got to be a little bit more flexible. you got to be able to change your mind because you're going to be wrong. Trust me in this. There will be decisions you make and you're going to be wrong. The trick is not to be wrong too often. And when you are wrong, don't be wrong too much, too, too much of a loss. Okay, Goldman Sachs picked two electric vehicle companies that they like. One... One is very small, one is very large. LI, Li Auto Inc., is a Chinese-based company that designs, manufactures, and sells premium smart electric SUVs and cars. They're going to make a penny a share next year. They lost money the last three years that they've been in business. They only went IPO just recently. And so that's very high risk. But Goldman Sachs like the sales numbers. Their sales are, pretty, are growing very fast. The other company they like, Tesla. Interesting, huh? Tesla. Now, Tesla is super expensive as far as relationship to its uh, earnings. And has been forever. I mean, it was expensive when it had no earnings. They're going to make $3.69 next year. So 20 PE is like a $70 stock. A 40 PE is like a $140 stock. So $140... That's a 40 PE. $649 a share. How about a 300 PE? Un- unimaginably expensive for an auto company. Now people are going to say, well, you look at it as an auto company, but they're really into, you know, different things. You know, it's an electric car company. Well, isn't that an auto company? And they're going to have huge competition in the next few years. Every car manufacturer, big car manufacturer, is going to make electric vehicles. Lots of them. I mean, was it Ford saying that? Was it Ford or was it GM making? I think it was GM. 35 new electric vehicle models coming out in the next three, four years. 
35 new models. So there's going to be huge competition for Tesla coming down the road. Okay, let's try to see if we... Oh, oh, we don't. No time. Okay, I was going to try to squeeze in a voicemail, but we don't have time. So we're going to have to pick that up after... We had to pick that up after the break. Okay, now last week we had a huge number of uh, economic statistics come out. This week, not so many. So we're probably, you know, don't expect a lot of economic numbers to come out. But I don't know if the market's going to be driven by economic numbers. Because of the increase in COVID cases and re-shutting down certain parts of the country, I think we're going to see some pretty tough economic numbers in the short run. We'll see. I know. I noticed on last week's economic numbers, there was just a hint of uh, the lack of growth. They're still growing, but much slower. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and of course, that's always the same goal: to help you achieve financial freedom. And we all define that differently for each of us, don't we? So the work will continue. I'd like to define it for you. Give me a question. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Teasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. Okay, let's go and talk to someone in New York City, or New York, anyways. I don't know if he's in the city. Hi, James. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I was thinking about maybe taking a, a short-term shot at LCA. Um, I realize there might be some risk to it, but I didn't know if you thought it might be worth my time to hold that short-term. Okay. LCA is uh, Lancadia Holdings. Uh, out of Houston, Texas. It's a blank check company. Do you know, do you know what that is, James? Blank check company, when I say that? It's a uh, blank... I'm, I'm not entirely certain, no. Okay. It's a blank check company formed for the purpose of effecting a merger, capital stock exchange, and asset acquisition. So what they, when they do that, this is a public company that's kind of empty. It doesn't have anything. Okay? It doesn't have... It's someone formed a company, put some money in it, but they don't have anything. So they're going to either buy some assets or buy a company. It's a, you know, there's nothing in it. Okay, so if there's nothing in it, what are you buying? You're just buying the management. What is the man? and who are they? Are there anybody that you can trust? So I don't like the idea of buying blank check companies because you don't know what the, what the assets are. You don't know what they're going to do for a living. So it's kind of a very risky kind of thing to do. Now, this company's gone up to $24. Uh, it was, uh, what, $10 in July. Now it's $24. So there might have been some rumors that they're going to buy this or that, and that looked good, that kind of thing. And that's what drives these rumors. I wouldn't buy it, James. Just not something I would, I, you know, you, you can't, you don't know what they're going to do, and you don't know how they're going to make money. Thank you for the call, though. I appreciate it. I see by the clock that I can possibly squeeze in one more question if I move fast enough. 
This came in at our 888-99 chart number. Hi, Stephen, Justin. Dean from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I had a question about BJ Wholesale, ticker symbol BJ. It beat the quarter just recently, and it's going down instead. So I was just wondering if you had any information about that. Thank you. Okay, operates 217 clubs and 143 gas stations in eastern United States, BJ's Wholesale Club Holdings. Uh, sounds like kind of a Costco kind of type of deal. Their sales are going 18, 16, 18, 20% of quarter over quarter, so that's great. Um, most likely, they're going to make $2.67 after making $3 this year, so they're going to go down next year a little bit. And even though they beat their earnings and sales, that might be a little bit negative that it's going to go down. It seems like a pretty reasonable price to me, that $38.72, and they're going to make $2.67. So we're talking about, what, 13, 14 PE? That's pretty reasonable. And I like the sales growth. I'm, I'm kind of, I'd hold on to it. I, I wouldn't sell it. I, I'd hold on to it. If I can find the news real quick um potential campaign uh, hold stocks rebuy oh, yeah everybody likes bjs all the articles are positive uh so okay i don't see anything quickly that why i wouldn't worry about it sometimes it's buy the rumor sell the news the rumor was they're going to beat the numbers they came in and beat the numbers and they sell that news because people bought it drove up the stock beforehand and sell it right after the news comes out and drops the stock, even though then they beat their numbers. So don't worry about that. Too short-term thinking. Don't think long more. Don't think more long-term, Jays. Okay. Okay. As you know, I we produce our KPP Premium Newsletter every Friday, and on Fridays I even talk about it on the show, Friday afternoon show. Now the KPP Premium Newsletter has four sections. First one is to talk about the market, economy, what's happening in the stock market just for that week. The second one is uh, stock ideas. Then we have another one, portfolio management, trying to give you hints on how to manage a portfolio of stocks. And I have another one, last section, consumer watch. Trying to talk about anything about you, the consumer, what you got to watch out for or what you want to be prepared for, anything that comes to my mind. Okay? So if you want to consider buying it, go to investtalk.com. Comes out every Friday. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another show. Appreciate it. I will return tomorrow, but our anytime listener line never closes. 888-99-CHART. Call anytime. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members about the show. Over 100 archived InvestTalk podcasts are free. Free downloads on InvestTalk.com. Okay, you get it downloaded at iTunes as well, Google Play, and Spotify. Okay? And if you want to listen live, we're live every day, 4 to 5 Pacific time. You can do it on our website. We stream live at investtalk.com. Click on the Listen Live button. It's free. Independent thinking. Share success, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis 
and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.